Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. Hello, my beautiful, wonderful, supportive, enigmatic podcast fam. I want to let you know that I am officially taking on health coaching clients, and I would love to talk to you if you have ever thought about wanting to dial in and up-level your health. So you will get personalized access to me for three months at least. You can continue later if you want, but send me a message at Amanda underscore chills if you want to hear more. Can't wait to talk to you. Now, Emily is actually someone I met through the Y. So we were doing Beast Mode, their version of CrossFit together, and she was just freaking killing it. So we became friends. She is a horse chick too. And she is doing this personal training thing. She's taking on clients. She's educating people in the health and wellness space. And she is just, you guys are going to hear, like she is doing such cool things. So if what I was going to say, if you want to hear about XYZ, listen in, but like, just listen because you're going to get some value from it. So here we go with Emily. Waiting on it to start. Okay, y'all, welcome back to the Root of Power podcast. I hope you're doing well, podcast fam. I have got my friend Emily today who is going to just help you out in life and share her story. So Emily and I met doing Beast Mode, which was our local wise version of CrossFit. And she was like, she was just a badass, like, let's be honest. And then she boarded a horse at my farm, Libby, who was, if you guys know Mayor, she was very much a mayor. Um, and now Emily is doing personal training. She is working with clients. She's into bodybuilding. So we're going to talk about all of those things. So welcome, Emily Gann. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me. Tell us about you. That was obviously an introduction, but tell us about you. So... Hi everyone, my name is Emily Gann. I am 22 years old and I go to the University of North Carolina Greensboro. That is currently where I personal train. I am ACE certified and I have been loving it. Working with clients has always been kind of what I wanted to do with life. I started out doing that at the YMCA as a wellness coach, but the difference in the wellness coach versus the trainer was the wellness coach couldn't do quite as much as a trainer because they didn't have as much knowledge and they didn't have to have a certification so their their ability to expand on different exercises was very minimal so I went out but when I got a taste of that I was like oh I love this I want to do more of this what is the next level up let's go and so finally I actually got enough confidence in myself in 2019 to go after that certification and it was super scary especially if you're someone who gets a lot of test anxiety like I do but it has been well worth it and I've really enjoyed it, really enjoyed helping clients of all ages and all different genders and all different walks of life. It's super rewarding. 
Now, some people say, oh, a personal trainer, that's for rich people. Um, that's for that's for bougie people, right? I hear a lot of excuses why people don't hire an expert. So why, like you work with, I'm sure, a range of fitness, a range of reasons that people hire a personal trainer. What are some of the things that someone would hire a personal trainer for? So hiring a personal trainer can be for multiple different things. I've had people come to me for, you know, the general weight loss, general health, general fitness, muscle gain, mobility. A lot, a lot of the older people come to me for mobility, and I absolutely love working with those kind of clients because everything, instead of moving at like a faster pace, like a HIIT workout or something high-paced, it's more slower and gradual because, you know, you're not going to be able to do a split or something like that overnight well maybe not for the older folks but you know for them it's they're not going to be able to do a simple lunge mm -hmm. in, in one day or even in one month i worked with one lady for about three months just on doing a lunge and it was huge for her and yeah. that was so rewarding because that's not what you normally think of with personal training you normally think of like weight loss and fat burning and like super high intensity like come on you got it one more but this was more calm as in like you can do this you've done this you're doing great yeah and so. much more functional so i i love that you landed on mobility because this is something like one of the hills i will die on as someone in the health and wellness space is people doing mobility work over like isometric work so i'm mm -hmm. sure everyone has seen like People who have huge upper bodies, but they have chicken legs and they can't break parallel in a squat. So what that means for people who are like, what's that? It's where you when your thighs are under like where you hit 90 degrees and then you go deeper than that. So mm -hmm. so mobility is something I see so many people struggle with. And I love that you're hitting on that. And a lot of clients, I think that's that needs to not just be an older person thing. That's an everyone thing. Do oh, more yeah. mobility work. So talk to us about what happens when people don't do mobility work. So there's so many negative effects of not doing mobility work, not stretching, not foam rolling. I personally, I neglect a lot of these as well. So don't think I'm the poster child for it because I'm not. I am human. I do get busy and I'm like, oh, that's one of the last things that I focus on. However, one thing I've noticed why these older people are coming to me for that is because they fell down the same path. They, they got in the same rabbit hole as we all did and they neglected it and now they're like oh crap i can't sit down without this hurting like sit down in a chair just as, yeah. as i'm doing right now so definitely doing the mobility work where so where you don't lock up and you don't get to that point later on because you know when we're young we're like oh we're invincible you know we're never going to get old we're never gonna be, be uh. able to not move like we're gonna stay young forever yeah now, we're going to blink and we're going to be, you know, gray and wrinkles. Mm -hmm. That's just time for you. But keeping that mobility work up is super, super important because it's good for your joints. It's good for simple actions that you're going to do. It's super great with preventing and preventing, uh, excuse me, injury. I almost said infection. I was like, that's not the word I'm looking it for. It probably also prevents infection in some way because it lessens inflammation and keeps you supple. But keeps you circulating. Yeah. Yes. But mobility i can't i cannot drill that enough especially for upper level athletes and just the everyday person health and fitness exactly if you can't if you if your body can't move properly you can't progress in whatever you're trying to do mm, preach girl so can you explain then the difference between mobility and flexibility 
Mm -hmm. So the mobility and flexibility, the best way I like to describe this to clients when I get this question is it's doing a split versus being able to move without things popping and feeling discomforted. So flexibility is what you can work. So you can work on both of them, but flexibility is more of like what you're setting your goal for. Like, do you want to be able to do a split? Do you want to be able to put your leg behind your head? Do you want to be able to, you know, open your legs up farther? Do you want to be able to put your arm behind your head farther? All that good stuff. That's more of like the flexibility aspect behind it. And then the mobility is more of just common stuff like, can you do a basic lunge? Can you sit in a chair without discomfort? Can you can you get out of bed? Can you rise up? Mm-hmm. Just simple, more simple stuff like that that you can work on. So, so mobility, mobility is a full range of motion to like yeah. move through the whole motion versus like holding a specific pose. Yes, like okay. mobility is less. They're both intense, but I would say mobility is like a less intense version because it's mm-hmm. just like common daily stuff of moving through the motions instead of focusing like oh i want to be able to do this for extended period of time like i want to be able to do a split or i want to be able to do a back bend or you know something a little bit more advanced which even flexibility is still even like minor stuff is still advanced it can be like touch your toes right but the ability to go down and touch your toes and come back up would be range of motion yes okay Like to like basically mobility's got to come before super flexibility because you got it. They go hand in hand. If you if you're wanting to touch your toes, then you got to have that mobility to just start with the bend. And then if you want to go farther, you've got to have that flexibility to get all the way down. So definitely hand in hand. Work on both. I preach it. I lack I lack it sometimes. So hey, no one's perfect. Mm hmm. So you got started doing like a wellness coach at the Y and then you got your certification and now you're seeing clients and how did you get into fitness? So that is actually long story made short. I got into fitness back in seventh grade at Nautilus in Asheboro, Nautilus Family Fitness Center. Yes, I went with my mom. She signed up because she wanted to lose weight because she was going out with a guy at the time who was in the military and he wanted her to become more fit because she didn't have the best health habits. And at that time, the owner of the gym would let kids come with their parents, like, you know, 13, 14, 15 year olds come with their parents to work out if their parents watch them. And so my mom, instead of putting me like, oh, go to this after school thing, she just took me with her. And day one, I fell in love with it. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I love it. Yeah. I just I want to do more of this and so as I kept going to Nautilus with her and we would just do we would do like an hour of cardio which is insane but we would and then we would do like three machines and the trainer like showed us the machines and everything and then this one trainer who is actually she's passed away now she passed away at 56 because she got pancreatic pancreatic cancer um her name was Young Chi Y-U-N-C-H-I. She worked at Nautilus and she was such an inspiration to me because she was she was built, but she wasn't extreme. And she was she like she looked like she worked out and she was so nice and she was so outgoing. And I was like, I want to be her. Mm -hmm. That's it. I want to be her. And then when I found out she competed in bodybuilding competitions, I was like, oh, game on. This is great. (laughs) So that was kind of what started it all, because. 
I mean, I was overweight at the time too, so. I love that you say that. So what, when you were talking, what stood out in my mind was like representation matters. So had the gym only had male trainers, you would have perhaps not had the same experience. So tell us about your experience seeing women in that space and what it's like as a woman in that space I know you, we've talked before and you said you get a lot of pushback from dudes who like, first of all, no one cares about their opinion. Like no one cares. Stop telling us. We don't care. <laughs> but it it, uh, it can be heavy when a lot of people are giving you opinions and, and people can have very strict like standards on what is a woman and what a woman is supposed to look like. So one representation like women in the female space and then how is it impacting you as you get into that space? So women in like the gym area and in the space of that, then and now, then it really stood out to me because I figured out very quickly that in, especially in the more rural community, which is where I'm originally from in Ashboro, women aren't, it's more, it's more traditional, it's more old school, which is completely fine if you're into that. And women don't necessarily have a lot of muscle. They're not really deemed as strong. Well, they're not lifting as much. So anyone who goes to a gym can tell a difference in the women that are in the weight section and the women that are in the cardio section. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I think anyone who's ever been to a gym, typically there are more men lifting than there are women. I really think that's changed in the last, like, decade or so. I do, too. But it it still exists. So I think that's what you're Yes, yes, definitely like the then and now for sure, because I mean, I saw it change drastically just over that time. But seeing, seeing, you know, the trainer that I was referencing, seeing her and I was like, wow, like she is not the norm because Mm -hmm. she decided to challenge herself. You know, she didn't care what these guys are saying. She and she pushed that, which was huge. And I love that. So that stood out to me. And then her helping people stood out to me even more. But that was then versus now now you see a lot more women that are in gyms you see a lot more women that are lifting weights and it's great the misconception that if women lift weights they get bulky that is finally starting to die off and i'm so thankful for that can you explain why it's not true okay so First of all, it's not true because we do not have the same hormonal makeup as a man. We do not produce as much testosterone. So therefore, if we really want to get bulky, quote unquote, we will have to supplement with something. Not every woman, because I mean, if, if you bust your ass in the gym, you're going to gain muscle. But well, if you're- so women are more naturally muscular. Like my type, I can put on muscle quickly, but mm-hmm. I am without some legit supplements like you're talking about there is zero percent chance of like i'm gonna look like dwayne johnson right that's just not gonna happen no but i think that rhetoric has been so common and there's i mean you've experienced what men are like kneeling like i'm in like okay get out of here so one it's not true because of the hormonal makeup and what are the other reasons that it just won't happen well another reason that it won't just happen is because women this kind of goes along with the hormonal makeup too, but our function from the tail of time is to have a kid. Mm-hmm. So we do carry more fat naturally, and that's just how it is. It's it's nothing like personal to anyone, but our body our bodies are, are deemed from day one to to have a, a kid and to keep mm-hmm. the population going. Men, not so much. So which is probably good because I've seen them get like a flu shot and cry. But not all of them, but some of them. 
Don't at me, men. <laughs> yes, don't at me. I'm not. I'm not attacking anyone personally. I'm just saying. Just joking. Just, just a joke. Calm down. <laughs> so, but overall, it's the hormonal thing. Two, it's the fact that we're not built like that. Some women, like you said, like you gain muscle e- easier. Some mm-hmm. women do gain muscle easier, but like you said, they're not going to become bulky. They're not going to look like, you know, Dwayne Johnson or Steve Austin or whatever. I mean, it's just not going to happen unless unless there is added supplementation. So what so, does happen when women start lifting weights? So when a woman starts lifting weights, I love this question. Mm. One, your confidence skyrockets. Two, your metabolism skyrockets, so then you get to eat more, which we all love, like, let's be honest. Most of us love, true. Most of the time in, like, beginners and, like, newbie newbie gains and stuff, some people talk about that, and they've coined that phrase, like, newbie newbie gains and mm-hmm. newbie muscle growth. That's very true, because when you stimulate, stimulate the muscles and you have a new stimulus on them, they do grow, they do, they wake up, pretty much, mm-hmm. and you will start to shed some of that fat along with it. Just because you're being more active, you're burning more calories. Most women that I see, too, they they do end up getting leaner when they start working out and lifting weights because they're burning. Weight training burns more calories than cardio, like in an hour. If you look at one hour cardio and one hour of weight training, most of the time you're going to burn a lot more calories in the weight training than you are the cardio just because if you're most people when they're on the treadmill or elliptical, they're not hauling ass you know they're not like like as fast as they can go they're kind of just be bopping along and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but that's not you're not going to get your heart rate up as high as if you're you know you lift a heavy weight one two three times and then you move on your heart rate's going to jump up and so Mm -hmm. then you're going to burn more calories because that's what it's all about so most of the time women do end up getting a lot leaner because they are getting their heart rate up higher. They are working harder, but they're still in there for the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. So they love it because it's like, oh, my gosh, I look better and I'm in here for the same amount of time and like, I'm stronger and like oh, this is great. Yeah, so. I really find a huge connection between lifting weights and challenging yourself physically and your confidence because I mean, you've seen it in the clients that you work with. They'll start doing things that six months ago, one month ago, they could never have lifted that amount of weight. They didn't have the mobility. They sometimes like we'll go to lift a weight. I know this is something you experience. I'll go to lift a weight. My head gets in the way. And Mm -hmm. then I'm like, I can't count how much weight I have on because if I know I, I won't lift it. But once we start training and that's all it is, it's just a skill that people learn. Once we start learning how to say, yes, this is hard. Yes, it's scary, but I'm going to do my best. Mm -hmm. And I think weightlifting is such a beautiful thing because you can literally see progress. Like you can literally see that you're lifting more Mm -hmm. or that your pants fit differently um, or whatever. So I love it because it gives very real time feedback. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. I absolutely love that. One thing that getting on board in 2021 this year that I've started making more of my clients do that. I, I, I played with this in the latter part of 2020 because, you know, there for a while with quarantine, we had gym shut down and everything. But then like back in like May and June, things somewhat kind of kind of opened back up a little bit. So I started playing with this myself, but tracking my workouts a little closer, not necessarily writing down every single thing. Well, I do personally, but my clients, I don't make them do that. But just tracking some of their weights because yeah. 
one thing that you like you said it's real time you you see it but another thing that, that's easy to do is go in and do the exact same thing because mm-hmm. it, it it feels good when in reality you can do more you yeah. just you just you, you some people just forget about it you know right yeah so like i'm one of those people i forget how much i had last time because my brain is a bag of cats 90% of the time so i'm just like i have no idea how my, this feels heavy and then when i think about it i'm like oh oh no that's way more weight than i was doing two months ago. Um, So some people hire you for accountability, for tracking, for your information. A lot of people don't know how to work out and they follow these like, I want to get into Instagram influencers because that's very big in this space. And I think it can be, yep, yep, I see your face. That's why I want to talk about it. Um, I think a lot of people follow fitness influencers on Instagram or on social media who one, have no training. They're just, they under eat, they over train, they're a mess. But then they're selling these programs. They're not certified. They're selling these programs. They're making a ton of money. There was a girl I followed. I followed her story closely a couple years ago. And she was selling, quote unquote, like these um, personalized nutrition plans. She's not a nutritionist. She, it, it was a mess, right? Mm-hmm. And so she had these sponsorships from these big companies. And she was just totally totally conning people um and then with photoshop and all these things so like can you talk to us because you're in this space what it's like what because i'm sure you have clients who do that so like okay hang on what's my question so like talk to us about how you feel about fitness influencers in in oh god fitness influencers in the social media space who are dangerous. You don't have to name any names, but there's a collective of people. And I want to talk about the consequences of following people who don't have actual knowledge. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. And the very <laughs> that first was a thing, long question. Oh yeah, long question, but let me see. I, I'm gonna to try to answer that one in its entirety. The biggest thing of that, as soon as you said it, was yes, the conning people, yes, the scamming. <sighs> Yes, there's no accreditation. Like they don't have a certification, they don't have a degree, they don't have they don't have anything. Right. But another negative thing of that too that I have addressed with a lot of my clients lately going into this year, since Instagram is so big and you know, it's let's be honest, it's fun to follow one of the influencers or something. Yeah, it can it, be inspirational. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just feel bad. Like it, it feels bad. That is what is the biggest thing that I want to like touch on is the comparison because it is so easy for us to get on our phones, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, break at work, whatever it may be, and scroll through Instagram and feel like we are less than because we see an influencer with, you know, a huge behind or, you know, super flat stomach or, you know, whatever it may be. I'm not sure what like maybe for guys it's huge arms and huge legs or or ripped or veins coming out everywhere and see that and we compare ourselves and it completely just murders all of what we're trying to do in our fitness journeys because we're like oh well I'm never gonna look like that but but in reality honey she doesn't either They don't either. Yeah. So one thing that I I see a lot with fitness influencers and men and women, they'll do what I eat in a day. And I'm just like, that is so dangerous. And I know like 
so social media specifically for people that don't know food does really well it monetizes really well on pinterest on social media on youtube we're just nosy little gremlins and so we love watching stuff like that but then these people post what they eat in a day and men and women will follow this program not knowing because i think they purposely don't nuance their information they don't say this works well some do but a lot don't. They don't say, this is my personalized nutrition plan. I will not post my macros because what works for me doesn't work for you. I work out three hours a day. Like they don't talk about those nuanced things. And so men and women will be like, oh, well, that's what they eat. That's how many calories they eat. I'm going to do the same thing. And then they feel like a failure when it doesn't work. Oh, I'm a lot madder about this than I thought I would be. <laughs> and then no. they feel like a failure. Yeah, me too. And another thing too that I like to preach to my clients along those same lines is when, you know, these when these super big influencers with all these like thousands of followers do those what we eat in a day. Also another thing that clients and just people and myself have to remember is it's super easy to be something you're not on social media. It's super easy to track what you eat in a day. And in reality, those folks might not even be eating that. I know that because I've seen, I've literally watched people do it. Yeah. Or they're sponsored posts and they get paid to add them in. Like people really, maybe we need to do a whole social media class because I think people really don't understand how social media works. And when ads aren't uh, disclosed, and so people are like, oh, well, they're eating. And then people do it a lot with Franken foods, right? Like all these supplements and bars and blah, 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 the, like the bullshit people eat. And they're like, I love this bar. And then next week they're like, I love this bar. And it's like, you're not disclosing that you're paid to love this crap. Like you're lying. Oh, this. Oh, I hate this. Makes me so angry. <laughs> You, you're exactly right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's so, it's so prevalent, especially with anything in the fitness world, because most people that get into the gym and they get into the fitness world, they do want to start like just general supplementation with pre-workout and protein and protein bars and stuff it's like that. Oh, it's so big money. My boyfriend works for a supplement store and mm. they're market, they don't even have to market that much because people just, they come after that stuff. Yeah. So what, so we hate it. <laughs> Everyone yeah. is like, yes, we, we hear that you hate it. What do people like for people listening that they're like, okay, well, I, I, I didn't know that. I don't really know what to do. What is the most valuable nutrition thing that people can do? Like, do they need to, um, do they need to track food? I'm not a proponent of that. I would never in life. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do it. Right. Like why? But do people, what can people be aware of? Do they need to prioritize whole foods? Um, do they just need to be aware that a lot of these people are paid to sell these things? So really look into these companies. Like what, what nutrition guidance in general would you give people just so they start being aware of these things? Yeah, for overall like health and wellness or like overall yeah. Okay. Let's do both for overall health and wellness, and then if you're trying to um, like build muscle. Okay. So what you need to be aware of for overall like health and wellness, health and wellness, excuse me, is one the people on Instagram they most likely are getting paid or sponsored or whatever have you for whatever they're posting or whatever they're eating. Most people don't just post their what we eat, what they eat in a day just for the hell of it. And sure. unless they, you know, feel the need to do that and feel that like they have the time. So definitely check 
whatever that person is, check their followers, check their credibility, check, you know, everything, do your homework on that. So Mm -hmm. in the general health and fitness stuff, I would definitely say prioritize whole foods. I would definitely say keep a variety too. For most people, that is a little bit more difficult I've seen, especially with my clients because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to buy X, Y, and Z. But that's how you keep it interesting and that's how you stay on track. Another thing that I try to preach for like general health and fitness of, you know, eating and, and keeping your nutrition on the best shape you can is try to have foods available. Try to have healthy foods available because what happens when people go off track is when they get hangry and they're like, oh, my God, I'm starving. I would eat cardboard box right now. And then they end up eating the cardboard box and the cookies in it and the whole box. <laughs> So, so keep healthy snacks. Um, what yeah. are some examples of healthy snacks? Low fat cheese sticks are my absolute go-to. So for two of those sticks, you get 12 grams of protein and only five grams of fat, but you have to make sure you find the low fat version. So that's super, super good. I love that. Protein bars are great. Just check the sugar in them. Most of the time with protein bars, sometimes they can turn into cereal bars. Yeah. All the sugar is sometimes... They're just candy bars. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, they are. just candy bars. They really what are. What do you like? So, I usually, when I'm eating a protein bar, I am one of those people that I kind of sacrifice taste. <laughs> because if you want taste, you're going to get the other bullshit in it. So, yeah. if you're really going for something healthy, I mean, if you're going to eat one that's loaded with sugar just go eat the candy bar and satisfy yourself but if you're actually trying to like stay on track then i suggest brands like quest quest is really good but they're really chewy and then another really cheap one that i've gotten really good feedback from that i like as well is just the pure protein bars from walmart they're cheaper they're smaller they're a lot smaller than like the regular bars so you can get them down faster but the nutrition on them is still similar like you still get the 20 grams of protein and the basic basic protein bar calorie makeup yeah it's like if some if you're like oh my god i hate protein bars then this one's smaller so it's like two bites and you're done or also just don't eat them like yeah or just don't eat them if you hate them don't eat them and eat 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 a handful of cashews or yeah Um, eat some beef cheese sticks or turkey meat or you know or whatever so but if you're looking like if you're like oh crap and you're at a gas station or something and you're like Mm -hmm. oh i need to you know i miss my whole lunch what can i eat well there's you a good option or a shake if you're someone who likes to drink stuff better so but same thing with those watch the just watch the sugar so whole foods watch sugar definitely don't buy crap and then you don't have it in the house right Um, and i think another thing to say is a lot of people can get really caught up in rules but i think it's safe to say that do the best you can not everyone can afford all whole foods not everyone can afford all organic all grass-fed like that's Mm -hmm. not realistic for some people so i think some people and maybe you've experienced this some people get stuck in well if i can't do everything i'll do nothing and it's like okay yeah you have that option i don't see how that's going to help you but like do you but you can also do the best you can buy more Mm -hmm. vegetables You know, so I think for people listening to just just do the best you can. And the same thing with lifting. You may not be able to lift the same that your trainer or your workout partner or whatever lifts, but everybody starts out as a beginner and you can always just get better. Yep. So just for everyone listening. um, I completely second that. 
Yeah. Talk to us about being a woman in the bodybuilding space and what that community is like. I think a lot of people have thoughts about what bodybuilders are like. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Tell me about the community. So I got my start of heavy lifting back in, in beast mode and CrossFit. And then I ended up going to a CrossFit box in Greensboro, CrossFit Versatile, which I absolutely love. I still can say so many good things about them. The only reason I stopped going was because I got into bodybuilding. Yeah. And it is a very, very different world. So CrossFit, you have a team and everyone is more like a family. Bodybuilding, it is every man for themselves. And I hate to say that, but in the end, that is what it is. So, like, you you may work out with some of the girls that you or some of the girls, guys, whatever that you compete with. Mm-hmm. But when you're on stage and that day comes, they're not your friend. You're there. To, you're there to eat them. You're you're there. It's game. It's game time. And that has been something that's been very difficult to get in my head, especially coming from like the CrossFit team aspect. So they're not like friendly. They're friendly, but when it comes down to first place. But it's still like I'm here to win. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yes. Like you, you're, everybody's really friendly. Like the days of shows and backstage and everything, mm-hmm. people are super, super friendly because the work is done because all the work that you do for a bodybuilding show is put on in your off season of gaining the muscle yeah. and, and getting to that size that you want and getting that look that you want. So all the work, like it's not like a CrossFit competition where you show up the day of and you perform and then whoever has, whoever gets the most points throughout the day wins. No, that's not, you step on stage, whoever looks the best, whoever put in the work the hardest during their prep or during their, their building phase of their off season, that's who wins. So there's no need to be rude or unfriendly the day of, but when you get on stage, for example, if it's a small stage and your friend steps in front of you when you're doing a pose, sorry, you got to knock that bitch out the way. Like you got to step in front of her. And that is so, that's so terrible, but it's, it's just the reality. Yeah. So it's, it's a huge difference. And the community, the community is very tight knit Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also it's also every man for himself because at the end of the day you're going to be competing against each other. Yeah. Mm. What's a competition like? So talk to us about like a typical prep and competition cycle because I know like um, I've heard like the reverse diet or that's something that you guys do. To be obviously, I don't know a lot about it. Um, so what is a prep cycle like kind of walk us through an overview of what that looks like for someone that's like oh maybe I would be interested in bodybuilding mm-hmm. so when you get ready to prep that that's where preparation for a bodybuilding show you will either start that prep anywhere from three to five six months out most people stay around the four and five month mark but some people can do it in three if they're you know if they've been doing it a little longer or if they're more new to it they'll do it for six months so anywhere in there, most preps are usually four to five months, and that's when when you start it, you will start cutting your calories, you will cut that down, your cardio will go up. So basically, your activity level is going to increase, and your cal and your caloric level is going to decrease, mm-hmm. which in return makes you lose weight. So all at the same time that you're going to try to maintain as much muscle mass as you can, because basically what you're doing in a bodybuilding prep is you build all this muscle. And you, you, you eat all the foods, you build all the muscle, mm-hmm. and then when it comes time, three, four, five months before the show, 
you want to strip that top layer off to reveal the muscle that you've built. Mm -hmm. That's really what you're doing. And that's very, a pretty delicate balance because if you're doing all the cardio, then you're you're naturally losing some of the muscle. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Oh yes, you will, especially when you start cutting your calories to reveal the muscle that you have put on. Mm -hmm. You are going to lose some of your muscle. It's just part of it, um, unless you add supplementation in there, which that's a whole other conversation because bodybuilding can be done. It can be done naturally or it can be done unnaturally. And that's, yeah. that's been an argument from the tale of time, which that's a whole other topic for discussion. We'll assume people are doing it naturally. Okay. Then yes, then naturally you will be losing, losing some muscle because you, you can't, you can't preserve it all. It doesn't matter how many essential amino acids you drink or, um, branch chain amino acids you drink, EAAs or BCAAs, or how many protein shakes you drink. You, you, you can't preserve all the muscle when you're in a yeah. caloric deficit. But once you prep for that long and you get lean enough to get on stage, which lean enough, that is, that's a broad term because that can look like multiple different things for people. Because there's Some different people, categories, right? Mm -hmm. there yeah. is, there's a lot of different divisions for men and women. So usually for women, if you're more on the if you're wanting to not build as much muscle and you're wanting to build up your you know your glutes and your 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 behind and you're wanting to have nice legs but you really don't want big shoulders and you really don't want like a, a big back then you're going to go in the bikini division and then the next level up if you do want bigger shoulders and you do want a bigger back then you're going to go for figure and then they just added a new division called wellness which is more for the girls who can build really big legs but they can't build as big of an upper body that's your girl there you go <laughs> wellness. So a lot of a lot of the latin american community excels in that division yeah i'm sure they do. They really do. Like the Colombian girls and the Brazilian girls, they... They were just made to, like, walk super long distances up mountains. <laughs> like, oh, yes. That's they, literally what they're made for. They dominate the division. I'm like, pretty sure right now the the girl who got the wellness Olympia back in December, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's of some Latin American something. Yeah. I'm not sure what. I don't want to get it wrong, but... They dominate it, but then once you move up from wellness, then you'll move up to women's physique, which women's physique, they don't even wear heels because they're that, they're that, that jack. They don't need the heels. <laughs> um, and then you can go to women's bodybuilding, which women's bodybuilding is usually the girls that you see on like the documentaries on Netflix that yeah. people try to make them out to be like, oh, they're insane, which you know what? Everybody just needs to chill because if they want to look like that, let them look like that. That's okay. their choice. Yeah. So, and then same thing for men. Men will start in men's physique, which men's physique are the ones that wear swim trunks. They don't train, or the joke is that they don't train legs, but they do. They just don't have to train it as much. But yeah. they are, they are the the smallest guys. They're still mm -hmm. not small, but they are the smallest of the bodybuilding realm. And then after you get men's physique, then you then get into classic physique, which they're the ones that wear not the banana hammock thing. They wear like the little, I forgot what they're yeah. called. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, so like Arnold Schwarzenegger type. Yes, he was classic physique. And then you go up one more to the banana hammock, then you have bodybuilding, and then so, you're yeah, so on. So I'm not as... I'm not, I'm not as knowledgeable in the men's divisions as I am the women's. 
So it sounds like bodybuilding has had to give you a thick skin with people um, just having opinions on your life. So talk to us about that journey, because I think that's something that's so valuable. I meet and talk to so many people who are like, but what will other people think? And I'm afraid of judgment. And I'm I'm worried about who X, Y, Z will think of the choices I'm making. And I just want to like, I just want to make a pterodactyl noise and like, throw up when I hear that because I hate it so much and I think you've had to do it obviously Mm -hmm. so how did you how do you do it for people that are like oh my god I experienced that personally what I well first of all like when you get into this whatever you whatever you want to do whatever you are looking for and and this is anything in life you got to decide if this is what you really want then then go for it it doesn't matter what anyone says if this is what you want to be and this is what you want to do then by all means you do it and you do you boo do you do yes stick to your why you've got to have a why and you've got to stick to that because there is going to be people tearing you down there is going to be people telling you that you can't there is people that are going to think that you look bad or you look disgusting or you look like a man or whatever have you or whatever let's say people choose to start a business or they want to move to another state or they want to get in a relationship like it doesn't matter what people want to do there is always listen guys if you hear nothing i say today there will always be someone who doesn't think what you want to do is a good idea because who the hell cares right for whatever their reason is, it doesn't matter. People could have, could take, never, never take a risk, never do anything new. And somebody will have an opinion about that. Probably me. I hate when people do that. Do what you want to do. Stop yeah. staying in your comfort zone. But who cares, right? So, yeah. so yeah, for specifically, we're talking about bodybuilding, but this applies to, et, there will Everything. be someone who has an opinion on something you want to do. So how do you combat that? So you have a why, you said. Yes, always stick to your why. And always remember, like, whatever you want to do in life, yes, you're going to have the people that are not with you, but you're also going to have the people that you, you, you can find people that do whatever you're trying to do, whether it be bodybuilding or, or anything else. You're going to have people that are like-minded. They just mm-hmm. might be harder to find. So yeah. never think you're alone or on an island because there's, like, what, how many billion people Seven in the billion? world? something like that yes like so freaking many i think you can find at least one more that has the same interests as you so you're never going to be alone you just got to be a little more vocal to show people what you're into and that's that's something that i've definitely struggled with a little bit myself because of the judgment that comes with it but the reward is so much better because you the reward is the like-minded people and the friends that you get and they can cheer you on along your journey. They can be there for you. They can support you because they know what you're going through. And that the reward of that is so much better than, you know, this, this, this person who's like, Oh, you look like a man. Like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> My boyfriend likes that I gaff. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And more importantly, I like it. So I gaff. like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Something I say all the time, and and this may resonate with you, is that um, other people's opinions are bars to a cage. Mm -hmm. And so if you take everyone's opinion as gospel, all you're doing is building yourself a cage. And then you can't get out because you're giving those people more power over your life, Mm -hmm. which is so sad. Like, I see people do that all the time, and it just... 
it makes me so sad for them. And I'm like, the only thing stopping you is you're worried about what they think. They're not even living a life that they enjoy. Like they hate their life, which is why they have an opinion on yours. Mm -hmm. Why are you giving someone power who isn't living the life that they want? Like, that makes no sense. And the other thing that I see, if people are genuinely living a life that they enjoy, they're probably going to support you to live a life that you enjoy. Yeah. Like, I can tell really quick if people believe in themselves or not, and it depends on if they support my idea. So mm-hmm. they say, oh, you can't do that. Oh, that won't work. Oh, that's so hard. But what about, but what about, but what about? Then I'm just like, okay, you're not, oh, you're not my people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you don't believe in yourself. So how could you ever believe in me? And mm-hmm. I wonder if that's something that you've run into because no matter what you do, people have done it before you as well. So I would imagine that you find the people who have been there are supportive because they're like, oh man, I know the road that you've walked. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going through. Oh, most definitely. That's one of my one of my favorite things to do in like the gym that I'm in or any really gym. It's like if I can like scope them out, which usually I can't <laughs> find like some like old school like bodybuilder dudes or women yeah. are in there, and I'm like, oh, I want to like go make a friend. Like be your friend. Right. I want to hear about your struggles. I want to hear what you went through because you know, you went, you went ahead of me and you've experienced all of this and you probably have some kind of knowledge or advice to tell me that I can benefit from. And I think more people need to search that out because most of the time people like that are willing to talk to you. You just have to approach them. So find people who have done it before you or people who are in the same space. And I think you're right when you said that the more that you speak out, because I'm sure that was hard. Like you had mentioned when you started posting to social media, that was really hard mm-hmm. because you got some pushback. But I imagine the, the more you've been vocal about it, the more people who have also reached out to you and been like, me too, or hey, I'm interested in this, or is that something you've experienced? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's one thing too that I keep trying to tell myself to continue with because I am not the greatest about posting on social media, especially Instagram. One, because I forget about it. Yeah. And Two is I do the same thing everybody else does. I overthink my content. Like if I post a lifting video, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not going to post that one because that last rep looked kind of bad. Yeah. When, when in reality, you know, I'm doing what everyone else is doing and I'm totally overanalyzing it, trying because we all want to post our perfect, but yeah. no perfect. Right. I mean, and so instead of like overthinking it, you just you just just, just post it. If you want to post it, post it and know that if people don't want to look at it, they don't have to follow you. And if people want to send negative stuff, then there's a block button. I mean, but <laughs> most. Of the time, yeah, I mean, but most of the time what what I absolutely love is when I do post stuff, whether that be on my story or actually or I can actually post on my account is when people comment or DM me privately and they're like, oh, thank you for posting that. That really helped on such and such. That's so sweet. That is what I love. And that is where yeah. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is so great. Yeah. But also at the same time, you know, silencing those little demons in your head that are like, oh, so and so is going to see this and think that I'm, you know, they're going to think I could have put on more weight or maybe yeah. they think I'm, you know, this or that. So you got to silence those demons and know that, the, like I said, the reward is going to be worth it of help, even if you just help one person or even if you don't know that you helped one person. Yeah. I mean, social media, you can, you, we can change the world with social media, but yet 
here lately, we seem to be using it more negatively than positively. Yeah, true. So. I always think um, something I tell myself often and I tell clients often is like uh, what other people think of you is none of your business. Like let them die mad. Who cares? Yes. And I'm just like, I ask people all the time and it's a very simple question. But I ask people all the time and I'm like, okay, but how does that stop you from doing what you want to do? And they're just like, oh, it doesn't. And I'm like, right, yes, (laughs) that's true. So that's something I run into all the time. And I love that you've like naturally kind of gotten there because even if you're only two steps ahead of someone, you're still two steps ahead. So they're like, oh, okay, she's done it. I can do it. I think that all the time, like um, my, my David, my boyfriend wants to start a business, right? And he was like, he and I are different. I think I can do anything, even if it's not realistic. And he um, is, he was like, he doesn't think he can do it, right? So he was like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, David, I said, other people run a business. Mm-hmm. Like, other people do bodybuilding. Other people run a 5K. Other people move to a different state. And I'm like, stupid people do it. Like dumb people, really dumb people run successful businesses. They get new jobs. They find a partner. They figure it out, right? And I'm like, you're not even dumb. <laughs> like, so like you're not even stupid. If stupid people can figure it out, like you can figure it out. So it's kind of the same thing. If people with no support can figure it out, if people who are terrified can take the step, mm-hmm. well, you can take the step. Like, you're not alone. And I think that's one of the central things to what you're saying is, like, there's people who are in this community that you who have done what you want to do, who probably want to help you. And if they don't, that's their problem. But mm-hmm. probably they do. Oh, yeah, I definitely second that, all of that, because, but, like, the biggest thing is is knowing, because, like, you're never going to know unless unless you ask. Right. And that's that's Rude. true with a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to ask. I find a lot of people get stuck there. They say, well, I don't, I don't know what to say. So how do you what's like one phrase you can use to start a conversation that people can like run with? In the gym or in like in the gym or if you find someone who you just want to talk to, like, how do you even how do you start the conversation? Well, normally. Okay, we'll we'll use a gym example first because I literally yeah. did this just yesterday. So I had saw I saw a girl in the gym yesterday who I had seen a couple times. She had some awesome tattoos, and I'm, I'm like, okay, well if anybody has like really big tattoos, then they can sit there. They obviously can take some pain because the that tattoo right. freaking hurt. <laughs> um, so I saw her and like she was actually she was really focused and she was lifting pretty heavily and she mm-hmm. she wasn't being obnoxious but I definitely could tell I was like okay she's in, she's really working you know I yeah. admire that. and I one thing that I have wanted lately is to have more females in like lifting in the gym more female yeah. friends because I like that and I I acknowledge that at the beginning of this year and awesome. I thought okay well the only way I'm gonna have more friends like that is if I actually talk to them because they're never going to know, you know, they might think I've got, you know, an RBF on when reality, I don't have an RBF. I probably just have to go pee. So (laughs) because I drink so much water, especially when I work now. And so I told myself, I thought, okay, maybe I could go ask her for a spot on a leg press because, you know, more than likely you're not going to die on the leg press. Yeah. Nothing scary. Worst comes to worst. You just write it down and then, 
you know, slide out. That's the uh, worst that's going to happen. So I thought, all right, I'm going to go ask her for a spot. But I literally had to work myself up for it. I was like, okay, come on, Emily. You got this. You can do it. And I was like, but she looks mean. I'm like, no, you got to go. <laughs> and so and I asked her and I asked her for a spot. And she was like, oh, yeah, of course. I got you. And she was super supportive. Yeah. And then we started talking about how long we had been lifting. Uh-huh. Easy that. But it's also so easy to psych yourself out. Yeah. So I love that you said that your your brain started trying to psych yourself out and you were like, no, brain, we're doing this, which is the same conversation I have to have. And I think a lot of people just don't know that when your brain tells you not to do something out of fear, you can literally just be like, no, we're going to do this. (laughs) And it might be more tense than that, but like you don't have to take what your brain says is gospel. No. You don't. You really don't. I mean, even if like like yesterday, it was I was so funny too because when I had my watch on and it's like recording my workouts. Yeah. It shows, it shows my heart rate at all times. And I was like, <laughs> I was like looking at that girl and then I looked down at my watch and I'd seen my heart rate just kept climbing and I was literally standing still and I was like, this is terrible. Like my heart rate's through the roof to just go talk yeah. to this girl who's probably going to be. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary to talk to new people. But what I tell people, because I have a lot of clients who are like, I want new friends. Like, I I really struggle to make friends. And what I tell them is something that has always worked for me. And I like to be simple, right? Like, I, not in a stupid way, but like, I just like things to be as simple as possible. And I'm like, just tell someone you want to be their friend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do this all the time. And I just look at people and I'm just like, we should be friends. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we are friends. And I'm like, no, we should hang out in real life. Like we had, we had friends over for dinner last night and I work with them and I'm just like, we should be friends in real life. And they're like, we are friends. And I was like, no, I meant like come to my house friends. And then they did. And yeah. I just look at people and I'm like, we should be friends. And they're like, I've never had someone say no. <laughs> so well, so I mean, going up to someone and being like, Hey, you seem cool. I mean, what are, yeah. What are they going to, if you start with a compliment, what are they going to say? I mean, right. I mean, I mean, they can always say no, I guess, but like, okay, well, mm-hmm. that's your loss, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if they if they don't, you know, say you talk to them one time and they don't want to talk to you anymore, all right, then you get the hint. You tried. Right, you did your best. So so go up to people to build a community and just say, hey, I like your shoes. Cool tattoo. Wow, you lift really heavy. Um, and then yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to th- I, I think about it, especially like making friends of, of any kind. I kind of like to think about it as how the, you know, the, the, the one person that comes to the gym to pick people up, they, <laughs> they like go, they're super easy. Like you go to pick you, friends up. <laughs> right. Just go to pick friends up. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same principle. You already have something in common. Right. You're already yeah. there. So you can talk about the gym at least or talk about whatever, you know, wherever you're at, because wherever if you like are waiting in line at Chipotle or something or whatever, then you're you already got something in common. You like that <laughs> restaurant. That's so, so true. Hmm. So we are almost at time. Uh, what do you want to leave our people with? Mm, definitely going to leave it with number one. Do not compare yourself to anyone. Everyone's time and journey is different and you will get to wherever you're going. Your journey might just be slower or faster than someone else's in whatever you're trying to accomplish in life. Number two, drink drink your water, eat good foods, eat whole foods, whatever that may be. 
and keep some snacks on hand so you don't get hangry and chew out your spouse or your dog like I did the other night. And number three, do your best. Just do your best. 2021, we're still on a roller coaster in this pandemic. Things are still kind of unstable and things are still kind of unsure. So just do your best, whatever that may look like for you, and don't compare yourself. <laughs> Love it. How can people, like, what is your Instagram handle in case people are like, yo, Emily's dope. I'm going to follow her. Tell us how to find you. My Instagram is M underscore Gan, and it's that's it. That's as simple as can be. And it has, huh? Spell Gan. Oh, G-A-N-N. It's E-M underscore G-A-N-N. And it's got a picture of me flexing my bicep, my little my little bicep, because I like fitness. So, but yeah, hit me what up. What if people want to work with you? Are you taking on private um, personal training clients? God, yes. why can't I talk? Okay, yes. so people I, would just DM you on Instagram? Yes, you can start by DMing me on Instagram. You can I have Facebook as well. You can hit me up on Facebook. Um, I get a lot of DMs both on those places. Mostly on Instagram, people will, will ask me what my schedule is looking like. I do a lot of freelance training right now as well as virtual because some people some people are okay with like the in-person thing. Some people aren't, which is completely okay. I get it. I understand it. So a lot of virtual training has been done lately, which I'm starting to kind of like it because yeah. it's not that bad. Interesting. Um, so yeah, just hit me up. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, inspirational and knowledge can be found on my stories i try to update those a lot more than my actual post because like i said i'm the worst at forgetting on my post so but i do kind of update my stories throughout the day and we'll usually drop some knowledge there okay so em underscore g-a-n-n m underscore gan for people who want to get on instagram and Dude, thank you so much for coming and letting me interview you. This was lovely. And we hit so many good points. We did. We hit a lot. Yeah. You were banging. Um, okay. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Bye, guys. What an episode. We got into so many good things. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And as always, I hope that you have a wonderful day. Shameless plug, I am taking on health coaching clients. So just let me know if that's something you're interested in or if you have questions about, go ahead and reach out to me. Um, but let me know what your favorite part of that episode was because there were some friggin' gems. So I'm always interested to know what you guys are thinking and feeling. Just send me a message. All right, y'all. Have a wonderful day.